Welcome to Working Gratitude, Real People, Real Gratitude at Work, with your host, Darren Hollingsworth, Chief Gratitude and Affirmation Officer at Odenata Coaching and Consulting. Working Gratitude was created to stimulate dialogue and conversation about the usefulness of gratitude in the workplace. These brief interviews with successful professionals from a variety of workplace environments will encourage and inspire you and give you food for thought about how you can start working gratitude. Thank you for listening to Working Gratitude. Now here's your host, Darren Hollingsworth. Welcome to Working Gratitude. I'm Darren Hollingsworth. My guests today are Ed and Deb Shapiro. Ed and Deb are award-winning authors of 16 books on meditation and personal development and are featured bloggers for HuffingtonPost.com and Oprah.com. They teach meditation worldwide and work as corporate consultants worldwide. Ed from New York and Deb from London have taught meditation and personal development for over 25 years. My interest in talking with them on Working Gratitude was prompted and inspired by the chapter called Silence in the Boardroom in their latest book, Be the Change, How Meditation Can Transform You and the World. Welcome, Ed and Deb, and thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, it's so good to be with you, Darren. Welcome to you. Thank you. Thank you for having us on your show. You're very welcome. It's it's a real pleasure, and, and I want to give our listeners a little bit more perspective about all that you all have going on, and I know that you're doing web seminars, and you've got a major meditation conference that you're uh, gathering meditation professionals and meditation practitioners uh, from all over the world. Uh, is there? Can you share a little bit more about your passion for meditation and your work and where that's leading you and taking you before we dive into our conversation about working gratitude? I, I think the beauty is um, you know, both Ed and I have been meditating for many, many, many years. And having the opportunity to be able to share that with others in a way that can reach you know, with the Internet, we can reach beyond just the little class in your house or the town hall and into a way of being of everybody being able to experience the beauty of meditation and the transformation that comes through meditation. Uh, this, is, this is new in as much as the way we're being able to do it online. And uh, I feel personally tremendous gratitude to be able to do it this way, that we're able to reach people and share with them something as as oh, life-changing as meditation. Truly it's transformational. The greatest, it's the greatest gift you can give yourself. Everyone, we, we eat food, we go to sleep at night. Meditation takes us into a space where we can get rid of this, what they, we call the monkey mind. Because your mind right. is like a drunken monkey bitten by a scorpion. Everyone <laughs> right. goes through this. And right. so through meditation, we really are able to just remove the clutter in our minds, the chattering monkey mind, and really enjoy the gift of this beautiful life. You're, you communicate that so well in the book, and you, do, you have brought so many wonderful teachers together in that book, and you've given your, your insight into your perspective of it, having been such longstanding practitioners. I want to start to focus then. Uh, in the book, you, uh, you state, and I quote, as stress levels increase, stress reduction programs are becoming more common, and you continue that more and more we see yoga and meditation being, classes being offered in the workplaces. You state that Google and Yahoo and many others have uh, introduced this into the workplace environment. I believe, and as we've talked 
a little bit prior to our interview, that a solid practice of gratitude in the workplace has a place right alongside meditation and yoga and mindfulness. So in today's conversation, I'd really like to drill down to um, your gratitude for the work that you get to do. And I, I already hear that passion and enthusiasm for sharing it with so many people. Um, but would you, would you share with our listeners what are you grateful for in your work today? As I was saying, I'm, I'm specifically grateful that I can share what I love most in the world, which is, is meditation. But in terms of stress, which you were mentioning, um, I also feel very grateful when I notice that I'm getting stressed and my, I'm getting slightly more irritated or um, quick-tempered or whatever it might be, because it reminds me very much that I need to slow down, that I need yeah. to take a moment just back, come back to myself, to come back to what I know is peaceful within me, and not to continue be ex- to be externalized with everything going on around me, but just to internalize for a moment, just to go quiet inside. We can meditate in a moment. It doesn't have to, you don't have to sit for 10 minutes or half an hour. We can just go into that quiet space within us. And through meditation, we appreciate and we have gratitude in every single part of our life because this life, our life, is a gift, a treasure. Each one of us are all, each, each and every one of us, we're all beautiful human beings. And so the gratitude with meditation is that we can do just what Deb said. We can slow down and, you know, be with what's going on and have gratitude for whatever goes on with us. It doesn't always have to be the good things. We're usually grateful for all the wonderful, blessed things that happen to us. But we can also be grateful for those things that happen to us that aren't good, that aren't wonderful, because those are our teachers. When we, is, when we confront something that's challenging, we can really experience and be grateful to say, well, this is what I have to look at my own self to see what's going on. Gratitude can be such a great shifter that way, can't it? it, it if you can't find the point of gratitude, if at first you can find what you can learn from the challenge, the learning then opens you up to find the gratitude and ultimately in you all's uh, work, letting gratitude lead into that place of quiet and stillness and meditation, this all just fits so well together. Because you have such a vast experience, this leads wonderfully into, is there a specific challenge that in building a, a body of work around meditation, in writing books, in producing webinars, in speaking all over the world, is there a challenge or two that you've faced that you can give our listeners kind of a specific nugget of how you've overcome something with this lens of gratitude and, of course, combined with your meditation work? I think we probably live by this wonderful saying of do your best and leave the rest. Mm, wonderful. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I love we can it. only do our best. We can only do so much. We can't. There's no point in trying to catch a wild animal or slow the wind down or, you know, change something that's beyond our control. So much, much better to stay with what we know best, what we can do, and let the universe take care of everything else. And that's it a works, form of gratitude. It? You're right. You're right. Ed, do you have a perspective on that? What I see 
is that we go through so many different changes. And one of the things that was challenging to me is I remember being in London because Deb is British mm-hmm. and I'm American and now I'm British and Deb's American. So we have <laughs> two countries. So we're pretty grateful for, for that side of it. And we were teaching in London in a beautiful, beautiful cathedral. And um, at the time, I was in a situation where, you know, it was quite a few years ago and I would always get a little nervous if somebody, somebody in the talk just got up and walked out. And mm-hmm. I would just feel, oh, my God. And I remember talking to Stephen Levine, who's close with Ramdas, who wrote Be Here Now. We've written a book with Ramdas quite a few. And Stephen Levine, and I was talking to him about it. And I was re- very grateful for Stephen because I said, Stephen, you know, this person, and they walk out, and how do you feel about it? He said, I'll tell you what it's like, a real ego bust. The gratefulness <laughs> is, it was very funny because he said, when you have 500 people getting up and walk out and walking out on you, that's when you really have to be concerned. I'm grateful for for everything I can learn from people. Whatever anybody shares with me, when anybody shows me where I need to see and look at myself, I'm grateful for every moment of my life, that this life is very quick. It's a very quick journey. And we shouldn't take for granted this life that suddenly buzzes by and we wonder, where did it go? I knew that the two of you would be so aligned and in tune with this conversation because it's evident from your work and, and what I've had the pleasure to read and study so far that you do, you live this. In addition to meditation, you live with a heart of gratitude and you share that as you, um, you overflow into the community. And that's the third element of this conversation that I've tried to work toward is when you've experience the success and the joy and the calmness and the stillness that you find for yourself, you all have made a life work really of overflowing into the community. Is there something particular that you want to share about a nonprofit or a organization that you support or, or that, that our listeners can see is an expression of your gratitude that overflows from you? There is one and Deb will describe it, and it touches our heart in Cambodia. And she's going to tell you the story that's going to make all your listeners cry, but with joy. It's basically called the Cambodian Children's Fund. And okay. it was started by a man called Sot Neeson. And Sot was a very rich Hollywood producer. Um, he had everything he needed and more. And he had a revelation. He was in um, yoga one day, and he really saw that his life was meaningless. And so he got rid of everything, absolutely everything. He sold it, got rid of it, gave it away, whatever. And he moved to Cambodia. And he now lives in one room in a a hut. And he runs the Cambodian Children's Fund, which basically saves children from the garbage dumps, Mm. which is probably the most horrific form of existence on this planet, um, as they are constantly being cut and poked with needles and broken glass. And the smell is beyond belief. Um, and he rescues the children, and he gives them a life. He gives them education. He takes their family in as well. He now has three orphanages, and he works in many different villages with the families, uh, providing education and health care and clothing and everything you need. And, and these children's lives have been totally transported. And when you see the, and, and when you see the, uh, the, the films or the photos, of all these little children just jumping on his lap 
and mm-hmm. holding him like he's their daddy, and yet he's very respectful of their parents. He's a beautiful man who's Sean Korn, who's possibly one of the most well-known yoga teachers. She's Ariana Huffington from the Huffington Post, yoga teacher. She's the cover girl for Yoga Magazine. Scott was at her yoga class when she brought him to Cambodia and introduced him, and then he left his world of money and fame and enormous wealth to live simply, and he's so you know, happy. I, you were right. I think our listeners will be deeply touched by that. Can I, myself, and from a variety of experiences, I, I can visualize those children's faces. Um, can you share a, a website, or is it it's a, uh, easy to find searching yeah, Cambodian? Yeah, it's easy to find the Cambodian Children's Fund. Okay. That's all and you need to find. And it's Scott Neeson, S-C-O-T. T. Mm-hmm. T. <laughs> Neeson, N-E-E-S-O-N. Yeah. Okay. Scott Neeson and the children, the, the Cambodian Children's Fund. Is I will make that sure we that totally support. Well, I really appreciate that enthusiasm for something that you're passionate about, and it's clear that you're passionate about your work and you're grateful for your work. And I, and I am so grateful for you taking the time to talk with us today on Working Gratitude. Thank you so much, Ed and Deb. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you for having us. And Ed and Deb, would you please share your website so that our listeners can make sure they can find you in all of the webinars and uh, the meditation conference that you're putting together? Thank you. It's www.edanddebshapiro.com. E-D-A-N-D-D-E-B-S-H-A-P-I-R-O.com. Edanddebshapiro.com. Perfect. We will definitely put links to that on uh, our website as well. So I thank you again for uh, being with us. And to our listeners, I hope that you see that there are so many ways that you can bring gratitude into the workplace to fill and overflow your life into your community, be it locally or as far away as Cambodia, be it with practice of meditation and or yoga. And I hope that you will listen again to Working Gratitude for more inspiration and encouragement. Thank you. I'm Darren Hollingsworth, and we hope you'll listen again to Working Gratitude. Darren Hollingsworth has had a successful career as a financial advisor, a senior fundraising professional, and a nonprofit executive. Now, as a business success and philanthropy coach, Darren is passionate about helping successful professionals realize and exceed their personal and professional potential. He helps individuals find their passion, inspiration, and motivation through work based on gratitude, accountability, and encouragement. To hear more Working Gratitude and for more information about Darren Hollingsworth and Odonata Coaching and Consulting, visit our website, odonatacoaching.com, or visit us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash odonatacoaching. Working Gratitude, copyright Darren Hollingsworth and Odonata Coaching and Consulting, all rights reserved. 